Just because nine people in fancy black robes say something is law, that does not make it true any more so than saying a black person has no more legal standing than a cow. Hello and welcome to Constitution Corner. I'm your host, Robert Owens. The Supreme Court recently announced that it would hear a case titled Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, challenging a Mississippi law banning abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The Gestational Age Act enacted in 2018 prohibits abortions after 15 weeks, except in cases of medical emergencies or severe fetal abnormalities. Pro-abortion forces immediately took the law to court, and a federal judge appointed by President Barack Obama issued a temporary restraining order suspending its application. The state appealed this order, but the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld it, saying, quote, states may regulate abortion procedures prior to viability as long as they do not impose an undue burden on the women's right, but they may not ban abortions, said Judge Patrick Higginbotham. Quote, the law at issue is a ban. Many other states have passed similar laws or even more stringent pro-life measures, such as the Ohio heartbeat bill that prohibits an abortion once a human heartbeat is detectable, which can occur as early as six weeks. In each case, federal courts have placed injunctions on the laws to prevent their enforcement. Now, the United States Constitution in no way authorizes the federal government to dictate to the states on issues like abortion. So how did these injunctions come to pass? Well, there are two major and widely divergent views on constitutional law. Those views are, on one hand, original intent, wherein one seeks to understand the meaning of the document as written and as ratified, and the other view is judicial activism, wherein the Constitution is viewed as a living document and is interpreted by then-existing cultural mores and generally accepted societal dogmas. Human nature includes a lust for power and judicial activism as an outlet for those seeking power to establish a prideful legacy and serve the influential masters that put them in that position of power to begin with. The court's activism is generally couched in terms of finding penumbras and emanations in between the lines of the Constitution. Well, what is a penumbra or an emanation? <laughs> it's an esoteric way of saying the court is making it up out of thin air to advance a political agenda. There is absolutely no basis in history, past court president, or English common law to support these decisions. These concepts are simply made up to serve a political agenda. When asked about such implied powers to be found, quote, between the lines, Thomas Jefferson once quipped, I find only blank space. At the end of George Washington's second term of office as president, he issued a farewell address. While the entire document is worth close study, the focus of our discussion today directs attention with specificity to a statement about altering uh, or interpreting the Constitution in any way other than using the plain language and original intent that existed at the time of drafting and ratification. He says, quote, if, in the opinion of the people, the distribution or modification of the constitutional powers be in any particular wrong, let it be corrected by an amendment in the way in which the Constitution designates. 
But let there be no change by usurpation, for through this, in one instance, may be the instrument of good. It is the customary weapon by which free governments are destroyed. Washington astutely points out that there is a specific process for amending the Constitution. If you're going to change it, okay, but do it the right way, not the cheap or lazy way. Now, some will argue that the Constitution is whatever the Supreme Court says it is. However, I would remind them of the Dred Scott decision, wherein the Supreme Court ruled that black people are chattel property, meaning at law they are no different from a desk or a horse. Just because nine people in fancy black robes say something is law, that does not make it true any more so than saying a black person has no more legal standing than a cow. On constitutional matters, we need to take a broader, more long-term view than simply accepting judicial, ra uh, judicial radical activism and surrendering the position of original intent. But it must start with knowing the rules. At the John Birch Society, we have been at the forefront of educating citizens about the Constitution and informing them on the most effective ways to restore our republic. Don't look to reinvent the wheel by forming your own patriotic groups. There's simply not enough time for our nation. Join with us today and get the best information and the best action agenda ready to go right now. Abortion is a stain on our nation, and the issue must be resolved if we are to truly seek God's blessing on our nation. Further, abortion disproportionately impacts the black community and is the most racist aspect of any law we have had in the United States now or at any point in our history. Don't just know your constitution, live it. This has been Liberty News Hour. Please visit jbs.org and thenewamerican.com to find more information about this topic as well as other critical information and please share this with others.